Welcome to Becoming Church, the podcast where we discuss how the message and movement of Jesus is not just about becoming Christians, but about becoming the church. I'm your host, Kristen Mockler-Young, and I'm so glad you are joining the conversation. And we are back. Hey guys, this is Kristen again, and I have a the delight of a friend today and my internet friend, Evan Dodson. Evan, hello. Hello. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to be here to actually like talk to you, not just via Instagram or something. This is a dream, right? I'm so excited. So a little background, Evan works for the PMG. He works for, which is the Popcast Media Group. Popcast Media Group. Yep. Yep. Which is a whole nother podcast that if you follow me on social media at all, you've heard me talk about (laughs) over and over again. You're our best promoter, honestly, (laughs) I think. I truly love you guys so much, but you work specifically for the Bible Binge podcast. So tell us a little tiny bit about that. Yeah. Okay. So the Bible Binge, it's kind of hard to describe. Um, the, the, The tagline that I've worked on, like for whenever I'm in a coffee shop and someone asks you like what I do, the tagline is, if People Magazine taught your Bible 101 class, that is the vibe that we're going for at the Bible Binge. <laughs> so Perfect. you've got stories from the Bible. We unpack them like they're a movie or TV show. We've got episodes called Favorite or Forsaken, where we take Christian news, analyze that, and then a few other types of episodes. It's such a good time, though. It is the most good time. So it's for basically for people who love Jesus, are serious mm-hmm. about Jesus, but yeah. not serious, really about anything else. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it is the most yeah. fun. So yes, you and I have been, I would say internet friends for yeah. years. How long yeah. has it been? A pro- a well, probably, yeah. Cause I'm, I came on the Bible binge right at a year ago. Okay. So, um, just a little bit over that. So probably right around then. Yeah. Yes. So we Instagram all the time. Exactly. Um, Evan does office hours on Instagram for the Bible binge. So if you guys, you need to go follow them on social mm-hmm. media. And then if you have questions, you submit them, he will answer. He does Oreo taste tests whenever there's new flavor. Absolutely. I like to inform the people about important things, you know, <laughs> That's exactly all the conversations that we really need to be having right now. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Some like hard hitting journalism via Instagram. You know? Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. So you are on staff at mm-hmm. the Bible binge, but you're yes. also in seminary. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to me about that. Cause I know, and we'll get there. I don't want to fast forward mm-hmm. too much. Yeah, of course. Um, I know that you're your initial track or goal for seminary has shifted a bit. Of course. Yeah. Bible binge was not on the vision board years ago. So this is like, yeah. So I've been in seminary for three years now and I will graduate in April. I'm doing a master's of divinity. I mean, and I'm in Portland, Oregon. So I'm at Western seminary there. And, um, so whenever I started seminary, which is like a normal thing, I, the goal was to be a pastor and that just kind of in a vague sense. Like I knew, um, like, I know I really love teaching. I know like, like crafting sermons that is so fun to me. Um, Mm -hmm. I really like pastoral work, like love the one-on-one conversations like that. And so it, so seminary just felt like, um, the right next step. Actually, I'll go in a little bit deeper than that. So it. if, if it's all right. Please. Um, and so, cause I, before seminary, I worked at Walt Disney World. And um, so it was a, sim, Walt Disney World to seminary is not a natural transition for most yeah, it people. Feel like probably. It. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird thing. But I was a part of this 
amazing church there where um, it was called Mosaic at Walt Disney World. So Mosaic, similar, similar name. So I, uh, yeah, Crazy. probably no other connections in that other than name, but- I didn't even know we had a the campus heart. there. Look at that. <laughs> exactly, your Disney campus. Yeah, you need to go in like, a, I don't know, some like staff retreat there or something to visit. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you know? yes. Wait, prophetic, yeah. make it happen. Absolutely. It's it's <laughs> such a great place. But so there, there was a, a campus of our church was specifically dedicated for ministry to Walt Disney World. And which is the absolute coolest thing in the planet, you know? And so I was, I was on leadership at that church. And um, because I've, I've always loved Disney. And that's been one thing that you and I have bonded over, which has been so magical. Yes. And yes. It, but I also knew that I was really passionate about Jesus. And so for the longest time, I did not know how those two things work together, if they did work together, what that looked like. And so basically just through getting leadership opportunities at my church, getting my feet wet, having people at my church, like mentors and everything, just believe in me and see gifts and stuff that I did that I had not seen before. Um, I just started to realize, I was like, wait, I think I'm supposed to be a pastor. This is weird because I thought I was going to work at Disney World for the rest of my life. Wow. And so ended up going to seminary. So yeah. That's awesome. A yeah. church specifically for Disney employees. Yeah, it is because, okay. Cause here's the thing. Okay. Listen to me. Yeah. In my mind, <laughs> in my mind, uh -huh. probably because I am a pastor who also yeah. loves Disney. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so we're going to do this week is like Jesus in Encanto and next week Incredible. is Jesus in Rapunzel. Like, is that what we're doing here? Like what? So that's a really, really good question. <laughs> and I'll tell you, so it is the, it's more of like contextualizing how we do all of our ministry rather than having like a, an infiltration of Disney into the sermons, okay. how, but it also does make for some really nice, like easy sermon illustrations, you know, because, right. but it's one of those things too, to where like, so everyone that went to the church, basically, I would say 90% of the people okay. worked at Walt Disney world. And so at Disney world, and the reason it's necessary to have a campus specifically for Disney, Disney is its own culture. It's its own city. Essentially there's 80,000 sure. people that work at Walt Disney oh my world. Gosh. Yeah. And so there's just a, it's a unique culture. And so you need, um, a unique contextualization of the gospel. Maybe you don't need it, but it, it helps, you know? Yeah. And, and so, yeah. So it just became a really fun thing. So like we would do this random stuff, like, um, like once a month we would go into the parks as a church. Cause all of us worked there. So all of us got into the parks for free and we would call it like uncommon love at Walt Disney world. And we would just like go and be the kind guests to the people working there that we wish that we would uh, like awesome. the people would just like, just be nice and have conversations, which is a rare thing, honestly. So oh at Disney world. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Well, and that's probably yeah. where you started, you know, seeing, because I know one of your big mm -hmm. things, and I think you and I are very similar in this is just the idea of like taking the, the precious out of Jesus, taking the yeah. precious out of yeah. like all of that and just seeing him in real mm -hmm. life at right. Disney World or wherever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's one of those things like, and I've, I've actually had to do a lot of processing since leaving Disney World. Because honestly, I mean, leaving, so I could like, I could see the fireworks every night from my bedroom window. And that oh, wow. is a rare thing, you know? And so I, whenever, now that I live in Portland, Oregon, that is not the case. It's not the same thing yeah. from seeing from my bedroom window here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it's one of those things. 
I, I've done a lot of processing since then and realized that the, that I, I just connect so well to, um, to Jesus through Disney. So like all my, like the best places that I could journal were like sitting on Tom Sawyer Island or sitting oh. in with a castle in view. And that's where I would go to like do my Bible study or something, you know, and it's just, that's a, so crazy. Weird I'm just thing. gonna go sit at the foot of the castle and like have For a real time guys. The foot of the castle, the feet of Jesus, you know, right. what's the difference there really? <laughs> That might be heretical, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, so what would you say is, and we're going to get back to your original seminary plan in a second. We're just going to wind and wind and wind. Also, the thing you'll know about me, anytime I tell a story, it is 10,000 backstories to get (laughs) to the one question that you ask. So shut me up at any time. No, I love it. (laughs) What would you say is the biggest thing that you learned as in, became a part of who you were or how you see Jesus or how it changed your relationship with Christ? Like what's the biggest takeaway? Yeah. So I think it had to be, so it was seeing that the, that Jesus could use the things that I'm passionate about to connect with him and then to connect with other people as well. Okay. So like I, because uh, so a lot of times, uh, at least in the church culture that I grew up in, we um, uh, there's a lot of like idolatry language, and so it was like anything that like could, so I always viewed Disney as an idol, you know, and so I was like, mm. well, this is actually just an obstacle to my faith, and so I need to just completely die to all my Disney desires because you liked it too much. Yeah, I think that was oh, it. Man. Yeah. Okay. And so what I've learned is. And like, I think that is something you do have to check, you know, like, am I creepy obsessed? You know, is this something I need to work through? (laughs) But recognizing, no, this is actually essentially like, for lack of a better word, my love language, you know? And so whenever I'm like in prayer or whenever like in a like, you know, if God's speaking to me or something, he's going to, I believe, use the things I'm passionate about, which is Disney. And so it just makes sense. I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's been my takeaway. And even like, I, I had this like season this summer that was like pretty tough. And I like, I couldn't, it was like, I couldn't, it was tough to pray and all my spirit, normal spiritual disciplines weren't working. It was mm. just I was like, what, what in the world's going on? And so I just asked myself like, okay, what do you need right now? And honestly, I just said, the place I can best pray right now, the place I know I can best connect with God is Disneyland in California. So legitimately, I booked a trip to Disneyland and spent four days just sitting there like, one, we're going to have fun at Disneyland. It was a solo mm-hmm. trip. And I, and then I, two, we're spending time in prayer because I know I can connect to Jesus here. I can't find him anywhere else right now. And so wow. it's just like having the freedom to do that even, you know? Yeah. Did it work? Oh, absolutely. We have to <laughs> Awesome. Well, I think there's such, there's something to that. It's not that God can't reach you where you are. It's not that Jesus can't, but sometimes we have blocks. Sometimes we have a hard time finding him. And I think it's okay to go, you know what? People do it. They just do it maybe differently. I think when people go to church or when people turn on Mm -hmm. a specific worship song, or they're like, I'm going to read specific scripture. It's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. You're just finding him at Elsa's castle instead of, you know, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah. Oh, I, know. I what love a wild that. Time. You said God 
what did you say? God wants to use what we're passionate about to speak to us. I just yeah. think that is a whole, I'm like, there's a whole sermon. Oh my gosh. Just in that, because I right. tend to always think from the other side mm -hmm. and go, okay, we all need to use our unique voices. We all need mm -hmm. to use our unique perspectives, which is absolutely true. You know, of course. Yeah, yeah. you're going, God's going to reach people through you that mm -hmm. he will not reach through me and mm -hmm. through every single person listening. Like right. they all have a unique perspective, a unique way of not only seeing and hearing from him, but also explaining. Mm -hmm. But then to think about it the other way that God actually wants to speak to us through those yeah. unique passions too. Mm -hmm. Man, that makes me feel so seen and loved. Right. And I think what I've seen in that, one of the things I've been really focusing on in the past few years, I think, has just been this idea of friendship with Jesus. And in a friendship, it's like, it's that it's those both things, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, it's like me finding ways to connect with Jesus, you know, like doing that. But then also Jesus, what like me believing that like Jesus wants to spend time with me too. Yeah. And so of course it would be through like, those weird, fun things. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think there, there's sometimes this idea, I mean, you were talking about idle language of not wanting things to be too fun or to like it too right. much, but right. God does want us to be happy. Now, mm -hmm. is that our main focus in life to find happiness? No, of course no. not. Right. But if he's a father, doesn't he yes. want us to enjoy the life that he gave us? Doesn't he want us right. to enjoy the lives that he created for us? You know? Yeah. Exactly. And I think like, and that's one of the things I get excited about is like, because it's, it's not going to be like, it's not gonna be Disney for everybody, you know, like not everybody sure. listening. This is gonna be like, okay, well, Evan said we got to book a trip to Disneyland. So I mean, I, I might, guess, <laughs> I mean, do it. If you need permission, go for it. You know, yes, this is it. This is it. But <laughs> I, I just think it like, it, it just shows how we are all so uniquely wired and finding freedom and just joy in those things. Because yeah. like, I mean, I'll tell you, like, that Disneyland is also the place I'm crying at, you know, it's the place where like, I, because it's like, it's not just a joy. It's like, there's a, there's an ability to tap into emotions there. And, but then also even, but carrying that into other spaces too. And so recognizing mm -hmm. like, I can't go to Disneyland every weekend, but like, I don't know. It's almost like it helps me work a muscle. I feel like I'm not making, you know, no, like, you are. I, I was actually just thinking like training wheels. I was like, okay, yes, well, yes. you go to Disney and right. that's where you can practice uh -huh. tapping in, unloading, taking down walls, right. releasing, surrendering, whatever it is and practicing it in a place that feels spiritually yeah. safe for you. Right. Right. So that then the next week when you're not there, yeah, it's, it's a learning. It's a process. Right. Here from God, it takes practice. Absolutely. You yeah. Know? And risk too, you know, yeah. so like finding your safe space to do that. in, you know, I feel like it's one of those things, you know, those things like, like, this is something that just kind of comes naturally to me, but then trying to explain it to someone, it's like, how do I not sound like a weirdo right now? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if yeah. you do sound like a weirdo, I'm like, okay, good. Maybe right. this is something that people <laughs> need to hear. Right. They've never heard before or right that they have thought was weird about them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You actually recommended, um, since we're going down this, of course, Get weird. Oh my goodness. CJ yes. Oh my gosh. That book. Isn't it so good? It was so good. We'll link it up in the show notes for anybody mm. that wants to read it. It was a quick read. I actually listened yeah. to it on audible and he, I yeah, love it's when a the good author one. narrates yeah. their own or reads their own books. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just the whole idea. And it really wasn't like a mind blowing idea. It was essentially- right. 
be who you are. Yeah. Yeah. But he framed it in such a way yeah. that I've never heard before. And basically that, you know, we're all wired for weird and we all mm-hmm. have our weirdness, but we feel right. safer with same. And so we have mm-hmm. at some point, we had an experience at some point in our lives where people yeah. said, Hey, actually this is, this is weird about you. Like not, right, this is right. unique or special, yeah. but it's weird. And so we start yeah. to, to dampen and tamper and that's not actually what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And I think what it, one thing that I loved about that book and why it spoke to me on such a profound level was the 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 quotes and the people that he like wove throughout it were like th- people like uh, Roald Dahl, Walt Disney, um, Fred Rogers, the, yes. all those people, those like the people that like are, are were deeply ingrained in my childhood and the things that I, I, I could never imagine how they could connect me to Jesus. I mean, I could right. see the connection with Mr. Rogers, obviously, right. but like, <laughs> but others I'm like, I don't know, but, but then seeing how he could weave those things together and it, it just made me see, and I think this, and this is what we do at the Bible bench, the divide between the secular and sacred is not as far as we think that it is. I think it, it's, we, it's woven together so um, much more often if we are willing to see it. Yeah. I'm actually hoping that this conversation and the conversations you guys have mm-hmm. regularly will actually show people that not only is it not a wide divide, like maybe it's not even supposed to be divided. Yeah, maybe exactly. it is supposed to be integrated. Like right. if there's a spiritual side of us and a secular side of us, how are we ever supposed to reach the people on the secular right. side? Right. Exactly. Because and because I, I think that's what Jesus is after. He wants a holistic approach to our life. I don't think it needs to be something compartmentalized where, okay, well, I'm a Christian when I go to the church on Sundays, but then whenever I go into whatever my hobby or whatever it is, I, it's only that hobby. I can't put Jesus in that. But that's why I've been able to see like, like in recent years, sewing has been like my, my go-to hobby. And so quilting specifically has become a spiritual discipline for me because like it, that feels like something I'm partnering with the spirit and, and finding out new things about the nature of God. And it's an act of worship, but I'm like, normally you wouldn't think of something like that as that, but but I've realized, no, Jesus wants to holistically impact every area of our life and, and, and walk with us in those spaces. And it's just, yeah. it's more fun. Oh my gosh. What are, what did you, what have you learned about God from quilting? Oh, uh, so it, it's been, it's almost been, or is that too, is it too specific of a question? <laughs> no, that's a, that's a really good question. I, I think I, I've got a good example for sharing because there's so okay. many things, but one is um, recently uh, in, in my like circle of friends, several people have um, had babies recently. And so the gift that I make for them is um, I've just been making baby quilts, but what I do is I spend a lot of time in prayer on each one mm. and just asking the spirit just for, for words of affirmation um, for, for their child, um, for any prophetic words that could perhaps come out. And then like I've, as almost a prayer exercise, I designed the quilt. And so each one's so unique and, and then like each color, each um, thread, each uh, stitch, everything has meaning in it. So then whenever I give the gift to the parents, I'll sit down and um, and I'll walk them through everything and just talk about how I've prayed for them, for their baby. Oh and goodness. that's something I did not have language for or wasn't able to do or in that same way before quilting. And it's just been yeah. a beautiful thing. Oh, I can see that. It's like a slowing down for you. 
Oh, absolutely. I know I need a forced, yeah, a forced pause sometimes to to carve out the time to hear from God. Right. And so it's almost like a both and like you're getting that, but then right. also what you're this that sweet blessing you're able to then give to those families and basically being Jesus to them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so fun. It's so fun. That's beautiful. I love that. How would you, for somebody that is listening and goes, yeah. okay, well, I actually, I didn't realize that I had split my life into secular and spiritual, yeah. but now I can see that. Mm-hmm. What's a practical you could give them? How can they start to integrate that and bring oh, it all together? That's a great question. That's a great question. So I think I'm like a serial hobbyist. So I've got like a lot of hobbies. And so, and I think what I would recommend to somebody that starts to seem daunting, maybe just whatever, whatever activities you're already doing, like the things that you already enjoy, what would it look like to just maybe start praying a little bit Hmm. in in the midst of those activities? Because the thing is, we don't want to just go zero to 60 and say like, okay, well now I'm making prophecy quilts for everyone in my community, you know, (laughs) that's weird, you know? And it's, it won't come, it won't come naturally, you know? Right. But so like, um, yeah. So just like slowly figure out like another hobby I started to do recently was fly fishing. And that was a brand new thing for me. And, but it, it turned, it's, that's turned out to be like on like the opposite of the spectrum from quilting. It's like a get, it's like a get outdoors sort of thing. Mm. And so while I'm doing that, I, I just pray while I'm doing that. And normally I'm out on the river by myself. So it's easy to just pray out loud. You know, so it's just those awareness things of figuring out how do I actually just invite Jesus into each of these spaces? And that might be, that might sound, um, that might be not a normal routine. So it, it, it's like, it's a muscle that you're going to have to work a little bit, but just say, Hey, Jesus, can you appear? And if, if there's anything you can show me, like, help me out right now, like help me to acknowledge your presence. But I think the challenge, and this is the, the little hurdle that I would tell people to get over is whenever he does show you those things, believe them because we we write them off, but accept them as like, no, that was Jesus. Show me that he's my buddy right now. You know? Right. I think so often people will pray like, God, talk to me. I don't hear Mm -hmm. you. And then he speaks and we're like, oh, that wasn't him. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, hello. That was a coincidence, I bet, you know? Yes. And I think too, I always try to encourage people in that Like, you know, if you get a nudge to call somebody, to text somebody, even if it doesn't make sense, follow through with it. Because what's the worst that can happen? If you think God's speaking to you, if you think God is calling you to do even these little tiny things, Mm -hmm. the worst that happens is that person's like, I don't actually know, like this isn't connecting Uh huh. and and okay. Like, you know? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah, no, you go ahead. I say it definitely is a practice though, too. I, I think that I did, I started like you, um, a few years ago of just going, all right, Jesus, like come into these, mm-hmm. whatever my life is, whatever I'm doing, if I'm with my kids, if I'm put, doing all my skincare routine, like whatever right. it is, but then it's trusting, like you said, to just mm-hmm. do it. Right. I feel like once you begin to start in the small yeah. Then he's like, okay, here's a bigger thing to do. See right. if you can trust that this is me too. And mm-hmm. now it's just kind of become part of my life where I don't have to look for him so much anymore. Right. I can just see him pop up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, that's so beautiful. I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's so great. All right. So I want to go back to Disney. Yes. Because how do we not go back to Disney? Oh my gosh, right. I know, right. 
I, and I should have prepped you for this question of okay, all great. the Disney movies. Okay. You know, deep breath. Sweating already. Okay. <laughs> of all the Disney movies, is there one in particular where you really felt like God spoke to you through either the character or the message or like the whole storyline or anything? Oh, that's a good question. I think in recent years, it has been Frozen 2. And I know you've talked about that one too. <laughs> I'm like that, I know that's the case for you. <laughs> and so because I, that is the move, and it is even in the past few weeks, um, the Into the Unknown just keeps yes. back to my mind. And I, I mean, I will fight anyone on this. Show yourself is 100% about the Holy Spirit. I don't care yes! what anyone says oh about that. Like, I'm with you. Right. I got chills, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Because it is just, it's the most beautiful. I, yeah, it, it's, just, it's, it's coming in several parts. And then also, and I'll say that, and I'll add, an, I'll add another one to it, because legit, this is true too, is Mary Poppins Returns. That movie too, both those ones, if I have a marker, for Which one? Like Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just, that one, both those films, during, specifically during my time that I've lived in Portland, have been some of the most profoundly impactful films that I've seen in the best way. Yeah. Oh, man. Frozen 2, I sobbed in the theater. I mean, oh my, my kids were like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love, like, I love that. I love that. Like they're used to me crying, but usually yeah. like, you know, either number one at the uh, end when it's like a wrap up of course, or yeah. when everybody else also thinks it's sad. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. I cried through the entire frozen two. I still, to this day, I'm like, I swear yeah. Disney wrote that movie for me because God yeah. was like, Kristen Mockler Young needs this message. Right. She needs it right now. Yeah. And so you're going to make this movie for her. What was it, Kristen? What was it specifically that like got you in it? I think for me, and I know me, there's probably so many things, but so many things. There are so many things. I think for me, the big one was this was a few years ago. This is when I was really feeling a call into ministry. Okay. Um, had not been ordained yet. Was really okay. trying to figure out, God, are you actually calling me? Mm -hmm. What are? I mean, I was a kindergarten teacher for so many years. Like, wow, I don't think oh, I knew that. That's incredible. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So oh. this was right in the era of I think God's calling me. What is He calling me to? am I enough to do this? And even just oh boy. To figure out as a person, I'm like, who yeah. am I? And who I think I am does not fit the ministry box. And so Gosh. do I, do I go forward into the unknown right. of what I think I could be, how I think right. God could use me to reach people, mm -hmm. but it feels dark and scary and like nobody's out there. Or do I stick with what I know right. and try to like fit into this spot. I mean, it just. Wow. Yeah. Kristen, this morning, as I, I was, I was going on a morning walk and I was just like praying for our time here. I was praying yeah. for you. And just one thing that like, it's, it's so fun hearing you share all that because the word that just kept coming as I was like praying for you was just like, safe and trustworthy like oh. because I because I obviously I've seen all your you know I, I watched all your TikToks I've watched your sermons <laughs> everything we've been friends from afar we've been, been friends on Instagram but I'm like I just trust you I'm like I'm excited to talk with you because like I know this is a safe space and I think what a gift 
for your church, honestly, that like you get to pastor and you get to lead these people. But like, it was those steps of like going into the unknown of saying yes to that, of actually yeah. trusting God. Like, cause I think, cause now we, as someone who's just like looking quickly, looking into your life here, I'm like, oh, I can absolutely see like, yes, this, you are living into your giftings. You're living, living in your callings here in the most beautiful way. But to see that fear and that hesitation at the beginning, it's just, what a contrast, you know? Oh, so anyway, I'm so thankful for your ministry and it, it's benefited me in such beautiful ways. Yeah. Oh, Evan, thank you so much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so sweet. Well, and it even speaks to, I mean, oh my gosh, even this morning, I, you know, TikTok is new, right? And whatever. Yeah. I woke up this morning and my phone had blown up and I was like, oh my gosh. what did I do? Well, here's <laughs> right. what it was. I usually get, I don't know, 200 hits on TikTok, uh, like yeah. nothing. No one uh, cares about me over there, which is fine. <laughs> I live on Instagram. It's okay. Exactly. It's like over 3000 and 95% of the comments are people calling me racist and cussing. Oh me my gosh. <laughs> yes. What in the world? So I was like, well, this is a whole new like venture for me. This is a whole yeah. side of the internet that I know exists, Yeah, but I have not experienced myself yet. Oh and I'm goodness. so like, your words could not be more timely because even just, I, so I woke up this morning, yeah. saw that it jolted me, you know? Yeah. Oh, I bet. And so my quiet time this morning was like, all right, God, you know, my heart behind this, right. you right. know, my message and my reason for even putting this mm -hmm. out. Am I wrong? Like, yeah. show wow. me if I have done something wrong. Show me if mm -hmm. I'm chasing the wrong thing. If my motivation right, right. is off, if it's whatever. And I really had to like sit and then be humble and listen. Yeah. And we had gotten, I had a conversation and I felt like yeah. it was fine and there was nothing I needed to do. But I also was reminded that a few years ago, frozen mm -hmm. to, you know, Elsa, yeah. Kristen right. would have super freaked out. I would mm -hmm. have been really wrecked wow. by the opinions of other people. And I just felt today, like, I was like, all right, number one, I have an audience of one. Yeah. And number two, I don't need to, I don't feel the need anymore to explain myself. Wow. Yeah. And so mm. I then just was able to thank God and just sit and like, thank you for doing a work in me. Thank you for continuing mm -hmm. to do a work in me because I'm so secure in who he made me to be in my weirdness, yeah. you know, Yeah. right. that if other people can't see him in me, I don't need to waste my voice or my breath wow. or my time trying to convince people that are not interested mm -hmm. in even finding out what the heart behind it was. You right. Know? right. And I can instead spend time with you and having yes. this conversation, you know, for people to listen and to mm -hmm. be able to figure out like, what does it look like for me to be the church? What does it look like for me to find mm -hmm. God in my life? Right. And had I spiraled from that this morning, Goodness, all of yeah. this would have gone off like, Exactly. Course, this would never have happened. Wow. Wow. That's, that's incredible to hear, honestly. Well, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Cause, and it's also, crazy. cause as someone who like, we're both like on the internet and like my entire like job now centers around like social media and like podcast world. And it's so weird. And it's, it, it's so much uncharted territory, you know, yeah. there's hardly a manual for like 
what we're doing. Right. <laughs> and it's so weird. And so we can't, but like, I think the, the challenge, that's why I get encouraged by you. That's why there's other voices that I get encouraged by because I just have to, we have to be constantly asking ourselves, what is our heart motivation? Because the, the social media world can get so scary and like, it, it's a, it can be a dangerous place if we're not constantly at humbling ourselves before God and asking like, God, am I still following after what I believed you last told me to do? You know, right. so it's a wild time. Yeah. Well, and even that is part of it. Like we mm-hmm. have, oh my gosh, there is such a lack of humility. And right. listen, a few years ago, Kristen lacked a lot of humility. <laughs> you know, I, that. I know, yeah. <laughs> I know myself. I know I can go to pride. I know I can go right. to like all of this stuff. But like everything else we've said, Mm -hmm. it's a practice of just going, okay, like, am I reflecting God in this? Mm -hmm. And if I'm not, then I am in the wrong. And how can I change that? How can I, not for the approval of other people, Mm -hmm. but for me to be able to reach them, am I reflecting Jesus to other people? Right, right. And if I'm not, Mm -hmm. I need to spend some more time with God. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been so, so great. Okay. So a couple more questions and then I will let you go. Let's go all the way back to the beginning. So your original goal was to go to seminary. Let's go back to that first question. Go back to seminary. You were going to pastor. Yeah. Now, when you graduate seminary, now, what is the goal? What's God calling you to? Yeah. That's such a great question. And I, so uh, the goal in short is to go full-time at the Bible binge, which is so different. It's one of those things I, about maybe a year into seminary, because, so I thought I was, I left Florida with the intention that I was going to go back to Florida after seminary to be a leader at that church back there. Okay. Sure. And I so mean, it makes that sense. was the goal. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's what I knew. It's it's people that I love. It's a community that I still love. So there's no reason not to, honestly. Right. Until I moved, <laughs> I moved all the way across the country to Portland, where it was. I mean, I grew up in the South. I grew up. I grew up in Louisiana, and so Portland was the opposite of anything I'd ever experienced before. And I got here, and the second I got here, I realized. I think everything's going to turn out different than I thought it was. Oh, wow. And it was one of those, like, I don't know what that means, yeah. but I just, I just realized, oh, I had to tell myself a few things to get out here, but I think I need to be prepared for, for life looking very different than I thought it would. So okay. that's a scary ground to stand on for a yeah. little bit. So the prayers that I started, I, so I started praying to God, like about maybe a year into seminary. And I like made my checklist to him. I was like, okay, God, if I'm just, I'm just going to name all my desires. I'm going to trust you and <laughs> I, I, you, you'll do what you want to do and we'll follow where we need to go. But here we go. I want to stay in Portland. I want to be able to go to Disney World whenever I want. I want to pastor church. I don't want to leave my current church and, you know, and like this whole list of things, but, the, and so, uh, yes. so that was my list. I was praying those things. I was like, those are all contradictory things he cannot is it not how we pray though we're like absolutely dear god if it's your will i would like a b c d e f g h I. yes exactly <laughs> definitely not x y half those cancel each other out but yes. you're the god of miracles and i believe you can do it so yes. if anybody can it's you exactly <laughs> and so i um 
uh, out of nowhere, the mm-hmm. job posting at the uh, the PMG came up, and legitimately, I, I, I mean, I will honestly tell you this: when I saw that posting, I called my sister because we've been really big. Like she is just as big of a podcast fan as I've always been, and I saw that I was like, Carrie, I believe I'm going to get this job. Like oh I, 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 I'm gonna get it. I like I will do what it takes I like I'm gonna fight for this job and she's like okay great <laughs> do it like, <laughs> it's so weird my undergrad degree was in entertainment industry studies which is the weird like it only exists at this one school that I went to it's so weird and now I'm in seminary and so like one of my arguments to Knox and Jamie I was like okay other people might be qualified like from like a personality standpoint no one else has a school background <laughs> that covers the entire podcast media group, you know? Oh my gosh. But anyway, long story short, um, they ended up uh, hiring two of us for uh, this position that me and Indy, who's my counterpart over on the podcast side, if yes. anyone's listeners over there. Um, but basically they, uh, they invited me in to work for the, the Bible Binge and it has turned out to be the most fun job and it checked every box every weird box that I presented to God and he's like hey you asked for these things but I'll tell you it actually took a um it was a little unsettling for a bit whenever like I realized like oh God actually answered this prayer exactly as I wanted but he answered it in a, but it was, but I could, but I didn't have framework. Like, like, like I said, the Bible binge wasn't on my vision board. I didn't right. under, that wasn't what I dreamed would be at the end of the road, but it's better than what I dreamed would be uh, at the end of the road. And I didn't how, know what to do with yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I love when God say, does that. Yeah. That happens oh, exactly. so much. I feel like where we're like, know, right? here's what I'm praying. And I know the ending and this is what it is. Yes. And he's like, guess what? plot twist (laughs) exactly it's still everything you wanted but you could have never known that this is you know more than we can ever ask or imagine right exactly and it's just it's one of those things I have the most fun it is the like the the audience that we have at the bible binge which you're familiar with it is it's a lot of people that are that maybe have grown up in the church, but have never been told they could ask questions before. Yes, It's people that have been hurt by the church and need a safe place to process. And it's people that are like, maybe like deeply in leadership in their church, but like need an outlet to complain about someone. (laughs) You know, it's, it's all these people. We are the safe space and it is the highest like, privilege and such an honor for me to like that people trust us that people trust Knox and Jamie and because of that they trust me and I'm like this is insane and it is it's also one of those places where like I I work remotely so I don't I'm not going to the office and hanging out with everybody there and um but we just it's the best team on the planet like we yeah. work so well together. There's such a trust with each other. And I, I, it's one of those places I just couldn't imagine being anywhere else. It's, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, yes, we, we are constantly in the comments and Patreon and whatever. We're like Evan forever. Don't oh my gosh. <laughs> I love it. It's because of everybody that like, I'm able to, which is so fun. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just love so much Evan just sitting here. I was like, okay, our podcasts are very, very different, obviously. Yeah. 
but there is a vein of sameness and mm-hmm. we are both what you guys are doing there. What we're trying to do here is yeah. be that safe and trusted place yes, where people yes. can ask questions and be okay with mm-hmm. asking questions and even bring their doubts and just kind of oh sit gosh. in that. And I am so grateful for your time. I'm so grateful for your heart yeah. for that because the world would tell us mm-hmm. to compete. Absolutely. The world would say, do not come together and do this because mm-hmm. you're going to lose listeners to the Bible binge. And right. I hope that we do. I hope everybody listening <laughs> yeah. who is not already listening to you guys starts because we're not talking about Zach Efron over here. Now, listen, right. as the host, I'm going to bring him up as much as I possibly can. <laughs> of course. Absolutely. You're doing the Lord's work. Yeah. You're now doing the Lord's work, but mm-hmm. it's just this idea of once again, it's bigger than just us. It's bigger right. than just you guys. It's bigger than just us. And we need to be the church. We need to do this out in the world, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love your, um, I, I referenced, I, I send this to people at the Bible bench all the time. Your um, sermon that you did on deconstruction, it was yeah. so beautiful because oh, you. you emphasize that point of what you just said of like be a being a church that people can like ask questions within the church and i think that's such a gift because so often we want to it like we want to run out and and there's a time for the sign lines there absolutely is you sure. know maybe that that'll come up but like it's just creating a safe space where like we can hold your doubts here. We can hold your questions and like lean on me and cry during that. And the way that you communicate that is so beautiful. And so like, I, I, I I send that to people all the time (laughs) because it's so, so helpful. Thank you. I mean, truly, if we want to reach people outside, like I have always said, if I ever pastor a church of all believers, yeah fire me because I have messed right, up. Like right. if we cannot be a place where people can ask questions and be safe and have these very conversations that we're having on all, mm. and all these like topics, where can they go? It's right. Exactly. The world will give them answers, Yeah, but not with Jesus kind of interwoven into it, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I could talk to you all day, but I'm gonna give you I one know. last question. <laughs> so <laughs> here's your last. I've had the best time. So yeah. All right. Here's the last question because the podcast is is called Becoming Church. Okay. What is your favorite way to be the church? Something practical mm. that our listeners right now can go. You know, I'm gonna pick this up. I can try this. Oh, that's such a good question. I think. Okay, for me, I would say, and this is something I'm actually like actively trying to work on, is um, celebrating people. Uh, so, like, okay. I because w- my church in Florida, uh, I, we that was actually one of our biggest strengths was celebration. Like, we oh. like just because it was natural at Disney, people get crazy and excited about all kinds of stuff. But in Portland, that is it's kind of the opposite of that culture here. It's a very um, it's just, that's not the culture. <laughs> so, I was like, I could say it's a lot, just but not. it's not it. And so <laughs> I've been trying to bring that into spaces. So like, like yesterday at church, um, like I made a bunch of bright pink cookies that I put way too much food coloring in and just like brought a giant bag. I was wearing my Valentine's day. So I, a sweatshirt and just like sat there and just like offered cookies maybe not the best idea in a COVID world right now but like (laughs) to everyone that was around me and like 
because that's the opposite of the culture at our church, it was such a fun thing. And it like, and I think that's an important thing, but the, but the discipline of celebration is something that, I don't know, I just think is so important right now. And I think that's what I can bring into church spaces. Yeah. I think it's perfect. I think it's great. And it really is. It's just a way for people to be seen. Yeah, absolutely. You and I'm celebrating you and Jesus loves this thing about you as a person. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. All right, Evan, where can people find you? Where besides the Bible binge, where can they find you? Uh, Best place is going to be on Instagram. I'm underscore Evan Dotson there. So yeah, a lot of quilting stories there, random Oreo updates, Trader Joe's frozen food suggestions. So that's the place to be. (laughs) It's a good time. It's a good time. Yes. And you can find me on pretty much all the socials at Kristen Mockler Young. Guys, make sure that you rate the podcast, share it. I do want to share one review real quick. Our very first review was five stars and it's so perfect for our conversation today. Camp Lover 2010 said here for this with like all the clapping emojis. Incredible. (laughs) She said, I am here for talking about something and not solving it. We are not just Mm. becoming Christians, but representing the church. Cannot wait for more episodes. So hopefully this was one of those conversations where we got you thinking without actually solving anything. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I love that. All right, guys, Evan, thank you so much. And we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Thank you.